Welcome to the Get a Job, Here's How podcast, the practical how-to guide for women returning to the workforce, recent grads, and those looking to get the job of their dreams. Now, here's the founder of the Back to Business Women's Conference and your host, Katie Dunn. Welcome to the Get a Job, Here's How podcast. I'm Katie Dunn, founder and CEO of Back to Business and your host. I'm here to help you get a job, and I'm not just going to share advice on our topic in each episode. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it, because here's how are two of my favorite words. It's get a job, here's how. Have you ever gone to a networking event, but then didn't know what to do when you got there? Or worse, you maybe hid in the bathroom and then left early? Has anyone out there done that? Okay, you're not alone, I can promise you that. It doesn't feel good when you're hiding in the bathroom because you feel like you're letting yourself down somehow. And let's admit it, it feels kind of loserish. Is that a word, loserish? Well, it is now. So my guest today is Caitlin Hooks, and she is going to save us all from that awkwardness by telling us how to make the most of a networking event. I'm going to listen closely because I go to a lot of networking events, and honestly, sometimes I do really well at these, and sometimes, well, I don't. Caitlin is the Director of Client Development for Technology Solutions at Green Resources here in Raleigh. Green Resources is a recruiting firm started 19 years ago by Gary Green, who seems to be involved in just about every community event in the Raleigh area. They have offices in Raleigh and Wilmington, and they have a fantastic reputation as a great firm to work with, both for companies and for job seekers. Caitlin's a graduate of UNC Chapel Hill, where she worked with the sports program, then spent a few years working in campus ministry at East Carolina University before joining Green Resources as a recruiting coordinator, then a technical recruiter, and then moving up the ranks to her current role as the Director of Client Development for Technology Solutions. Caitlin is also a CrossFit coach, so you know the energy level is pretty off the charts here. Caitlin, I wanna ask you about your pretty massive career change from campus ministry to recruiting. How did you make that happen? Yeah, so you're right. It was definitely a massive career change. With campus ministry, I had a three-year commitment, and as it was time to evaluate next steps, I decided to see what the real, quote-unquote, real working world had. And so, you know, I would love to say that I made that shift through my networking prowess, but (laughs) I actually just happened to apply for a job, and I happened to get that job, which I feel like doesn't happen very often where people apply and then actually get that job. But, and it's been an interesting shift just to say the least. I mean, my job went from hanging out in dorm rooms and playing intramural sports and wearing workout clothes all day (laughs) to going to networking events and wearing heels most of the time. At the end of the day though, even though I, you know, traded the workout clothes for the heels, my job has been so relationship oriented. And so it was a really natural shift for me to go from campus ministry to working at Green Resources. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. That's great. I hadn't really, I was wondering what was the big transferable yeah. kind of relationship of that job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Random question. Who is your most listened to artist on Spotify in 2019? <laughs> 100% Taylor Swift. Um, oh, I've nice. probably listened to the new Lover album. I, I would venture to say like 57 times all the way through at least. She was also my artist of the decade. So um, very nice. I mean, it's pretty predictable, I suppose. But what about yours? (laughs) 
Mine was Eric Church. Oh, that's good. For the second year in a row. Oh, that's nice. Hey, North Carolina-based. Love him. Yep. 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 Awesome. What is the best job that you've ever had and why? Yeah, so I'm actually going to trade out the word best for most entertaining. Um, Okay. I just felt like that would encapsulate my answer a little bit better, but I worked at SeaWorld for two summers while in college. Wow, in Orlando? In Orlando, yes. And it was right after all of the controversy with the whale killing the trainer. And so it was an interesting time to be at SeaWorld. But one of the summers I worked in ticketing. And so I sold tickets and yearly passes to people coming in. And then um, the following summer, I actually worked in the games area. And so, you know, throwing a baseball at bottles and trying to knock them over. And but then also sold like I sold light up swords and shamu towels. And so I would walk up and down the stadium steps and basically yell at people to try to buy stuff. <laughs> um, and it was a it was a really good time. And there's a lot of different types of people at SeaWorld. So <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> nice. I like that. And I did not expect that answer at all. <laughs> I figured that. It's it's a fun fact for yeah. sure. No, not something I necessarily keep on my resume anymore, but it's a fun thing to talk about. I like that. I actually met Caitlin at a networking event, and then at every networking (laughs) event I've been to since, I've seen Caitlin. It's true. So it's kind of funny, but I can tell you that I've seen her in action, and she's fantastic at meeting people and building relationships, which is really what networking is supposed to be all about. So Caitlin, why did you choose this topic of how to make the most of a networking event? I kind of alluded to this just in terms of being able to get a job I feel like how my experience getting my job at Green Resources is kind of an anomaly now where I applied on Indeed and got got an interview and then got the job. I feel like especially with people that are trying to transition back into the workforce or they don't have some kind of immediate proven skill they are able to lean on, networking is such a huge way for them to be able to make connections with people and build those relationships so that those people can turn into possibly mentors or sponsors or people who are going to go to bat for them when it comes to looking for a new job. And and it's not even always about looking for a new job. I mean, for me in my sales role, it's obviously trying to like win more business, but then there's also just the enjoying things and, and building relationships like this. Like I wouldn't have naturally met you necessarily, but we just happened to be at a networking event and now we're recording a podcast together. <laughs> well, that's right. You touched on mentoring and mm-hmm. sponsorship. Have you seen that personally in your own life as a result of your skill at networking? Yeah, I actually have. And that was something I was going to talk about a little bit later just as I, you know, going through some of the, the I guess, the steps of how to network. I'm going to share that as part of the story with mm-hmm. that. All right, great. Yeah. I don't want to. So to get started, let's talk about what really qualifies as a networking event. Yeah. I don't think it has to be too complicated. I think that a networking event can be any place that you're making a meaningful connection with other people. We think about a networking event as as this big intimidating thing, but a networking event can be even just between three people. If they're if they are sharing a connection, if they are building relationship with one another, that qualifies. Going to a panel, listening to a panel of people speak you're still making a meaningful connection with other people. When I think about it like that, it feels a lot less scary. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. Almost everything is a networking event. If networking is really about building relationships and just meeting people, we do that everywhere we go. Right. Right. Yep. 
Why should people be going to networking events? And are they really that important? To answer your question, yes, they are very important. There's several different reasons why people should be going to networking events. I think one, just from a personal standpoint and from a personal growth standpoint, I think it's good practice to get comfortable being uncomfortable. When you go to a networking event and you're talking with people who you do not know and you feel uncomfortable with that and you want to go hide in the bathroom, I think it's just good practice for life just to put yourself in positions that are, okay, I feel a little nervous right now. I feel uncomfortable. This isn't my natural environment, my natural habitat, but you know what? I'm going to get through this. I'm going to do this for maybe 30 minutes and then I'll feel free to leave. But just doing, just putting yourself in those types of positions. So I think personally from that aspect, and then obviously the, the professional aspect from meeting people who you might not ordinarily meet in order to maybe be considered for a job opportunity that you could never have gotten past an applicant tracking system for, or just continuing to, to build out that network. And so that if you ever might need something from someone, or if they might need to tap into the network that you have, or tap into some kind of um, connection or something that you have that you can offer to them. It's just, I mean, honestly, it's just kind of becoming friends with the people that you're in a kind of working relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally agree. Let's get to the how-to process yeah. here. So Caitlin, drop a few gems about how to make the most of a networking event. Because as I mentioned earlier, some people really dread these events because yeah. we just don't know how to be effective at them. So what are your three steps to making the most of a networking event? Yeah, absolutely. And I also, I want to say all of this with a grain of salt. I know that my, I am naturally an extrovert. I am naturally high energy. I am naturally just those things. While networking can still sometimes be a scary, intimidating thing, and I still sometimes want to hide in a bathroom, it doesn't happen to me as often as where other people are just more wired introverted or wired to where they don't want to go and engage with a bunch of strangers. I want to take all of that into account as well in in talking about this. And so my three steps in making the most of a networking event is first, step one, is to research thoroughly. Step two would be to engage pointedly. And then step three would be to follow up strategically. Let's break this down a little bit, starting with step one, research thoroughly. Yes. So what does that mean and how how do I do that? Going into some kind of networking event, there's obviously the content of the event. There's different types of events. There's panels. There's where there's just one speaker or it can just be purely we're just hanging out and we're expected to just talk to people. So understanding what is the event that you're going to and researching the content of that event. You don't want to show up at a networking event and have someone say, hey, what what interested you in coming to this? And you actually have no idea what this is or why you're even there, or you may, may might not have any interest. And then also too, I'm I'm always researching the people who are going to be at the event. So Oftentimes, if say if you're RSVPing to an event through Meetup or through Eventbrite or, or through Facebook, you can see the other attendees of the event. Who is going to be here? That way, I can go ahead and start making a plan to try to talk to X, Y, and Z person. So for me right now, it's who can I talk to that's going to be beneficial for my sales job? But in getting a job, maybe I'm seeing, okay, I see representatives from this company, this company, and this company. I'm really interested in working at those companies. I want to make sure that I do whatever I can to have a conversation with them. And I'm also hoping that there are 
name tags <laughs> that people have name tags <laughs> right. on. Love name tags. Love name tags. I've already looked at their LinkedIn profile. I've seen what do you look like so I can try to find you in the crowd. And then also, too, I want to know a background of them just so I'd have something to, to talk about. So I think between understanding the content of what, what kind of event you're going to be at, as well as who is going to be there, that can set you up really well for when you step through the door, when you cross the threshold, you actually have a plan. The research piece is is super key. Also, you might want to go ahead and just throw over some LinkedIn connections and just say, hey, I saw that you're going to be at this event later today. I would really love to connect with you. You know, maybe we can make a plan to have a five-minute conversation while, while we're there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I think that's really smart. So you're actually picking out people that yep. you know will be there. You're connecting ahead of time. you hope will be there time. at that point. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> But that's nice, especially on things like Meetup. You can some mm-hmm. people have a little blurb about who they yeah, are exactly. under their name and and the pictures, of course. And then we all love name mm-hmm. tags because oh. you go somewhere and you don't know anybody and yes, room full absolutely. of strangers. Gotta yeah, have the name tags. Yep. Okay, so research thoroughly. I really like that. That makes yes. a lot of sense. What's step two? The step two is you're engaging pointedly, and that's where you are taking the research. And you are putting it into practice. People, again, we're afraid of going to uh, these events where we feel like we're going to be the only weird person who's walking up to a conversation where there's a group of people who seem like they're already all best friends. And we're walking up and we need to be able to say something. We need something to talk about it. Let me take a step back and see and understand. Honestly, everyone at that event is most likely in the same exact boat as you are. Right. Right. And it so helps to remember that it it really does help to remember that, and because then it, it just frees you up. Say like, okay, other people are going to be a little awkward too. Let's roll with it. Having that mindset going in is really helpful. Subscribe to our email list at backtobusinessconference.com for weekly job search advice. You're so you're taking your plan, you're taking the research that you've already done, and you're engaging. One huge way of engaging really pointedly is arriving to an event early. That way, if you are trying to talk to one of the speakers of an event, if it's a speaking event, if you want to talk to a panelist, the best time to do that is prior to the event because afterwards, everyone's going to be in a line waiting to talk to them. So the best time to do that is before an event. I've done this before where there was a respected sales leader in in the community and I wanted to meet him. I was attending an event that he was speaking at. I knew he was going to be there. I'd done that research, but I got to the event probably, they were still setting up for it. And so that's a little awkward, but it's fine. No one's going to kick me out. And I saw he was prepping for his talk, but I just went up to him and just said, hey, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just wanted to go ahead and introduce myself. I know that you're going to be really busy later, but wanted to say I'm really looking forward to hearing you speak about X, Y, and Z, whatever he was on slated to talk about. And I'll get to more of that in my third point, but it was really helpful because I was way more engaged in his talk because I, I, and then I sat in the front row. I did not touch my phone. <laughs> That's a big thing. <laughs> when I wanted to follow up strategically, he actually knew who I was. Um, and it wasn't just this random person from an event trying to follow up with him because he has so many people trying to do that. I think arrive early, sitting in the front row of anything is really helpful if it's a talk. But then too, and then I think when you're actually talking with people and going around, you're meeting so many people and you're trying, you're learning so many things about them. Right when I finish a conversation with someone, I just get my phone out and I just text myself. I text myself what their name was, if I can remember it. If I can't remember it, I just write down what their company was. 
and then a couple of tidbits about them. Maybe they told me about their kids. Maybe they told me about how long they've been at their company. Just something to where when I do follow up, I have something of substance to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. I love the getting there early advice mm-hmm. too. It's almost counterintuitive. Yeah. Because if you're a little nervous about going, you might think I'll just yeah. arrive fashionably late and mm-hmm. that way I won't, I can just blend in with the crowd a little bit. Yeah. But getting there early is really a commitment yep. to being there and, and yep. engaging pointedly, just like yeah, you said. Absolutely. And especially if you're trying to engage with someone who's a sponsor of the event, they're oftentimes going to be there early as well. And so mm-hmm. You know, you might see, oh my goodness, Green Resources is sponsoring this event. I'm really interested in getting a job at Green Resources. I'm going to get to this event early and try to talk to the people from Green Resources. Mm-hmm. Great way to make a, a really good first yeah, impression. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Nice. And I love your your tip about texting yourself. Yes. So you're kind of capturing a piece of information to follow up with. Mm-hmm. And great way to sort of start a meaningful exactly. relationship. Yep. Love yep. it. All right, so step three, follow up strategically. Again, you've taken the the researching thoroughly. You've taken that, you've put that into practice of engaging pointedly. And so I think that at the very, the bare minimum, this is the bare bones, bare minimum, you have to send a LinkedIn request with some kind of message saying it was great to meet you at whatever the networking event was. I would do that right when you get home. So that it stays top of mind and and you don't forget. That's why I text myself and that's why I try to do those things right when I get home. Otherwise, I forget the people that I've talked to and I've probably talked to at least 10 people and maybe five of them are people that I'm I'm really interested in really continuing a conversation with. And so I'm going to shoot them a message. Hey, it was great to meet you at this event. And maybe from there, we'd love to catch up. We'd love to get coffee, something like that. So that's bare minimum. Then from there, I want to take whatever the meaningful impression I have made on that person during the event and kind of parlay it into, I want to set up some kind of meeting with you. So whether that's because you're job seeking or because you're, you just want to get to know this person better, I'm taking, okay, you had all of these great points about being in sales and I want to learn more from you. So that's what I did with this man. He had a great talk. I wrote him a handwritten note and mailed it to him. Just say, thank you for talking. Thank you for, you know, X, Y, and Z points. I'm really excited to put these into practice. Then I reached out to him on LinkedIn. And then I probably found his email address and stalked him down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and then we ended up getting coffee and had a, like, a two-hour long conversation and found oh, out, wow. figured out all these things that we have in common. And, and I just also just got to sit back and just listen and receive. So... Having a point to why you're following up with someone is really imperative. Having a reason as opposed to just hanging out over coffee, which I mean, that's fun too, but, and you also don't want to feel like you're just being super calculated, which is why you always want to come in too with, maybe I can help them in some way. So even asking that question, how can I help you? Even if you don't feel like that there's any possible way you could help them, you know, just even asking that question, I can just pay dividends and just building the trust and building that relationship. Yep. I agree. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I think it sort of demonstrates a a sense of being very reciprocal mm-hmm. and I appreciate your time. What can yes. I do for you? Yep. And yep. people are busy. So I think they really appreciate so the offer. Yes. Yeah. They really do appreciate the offer. And they, they just like want to feel like that their time was used well. And even if it doesn't really go anywhere from that, you know, it, you can look back on that and say, I really enjoyed that conversation. I really enjoyed that cup of coffee. I really enjoyed that drink. And then the chances of you running into them at another event are probably pretty high. From there, it snowballs. And then, 
you get on a podcast with them (laughs) (laughs) is what it all comes back to. (laughs) That's great. When you think about networking as relationship building, Mm -hmm. there may not be anything that you can sort of do for each other today, but maybe in a few months Mm -hmm. you realize you would like to ask someone for an introduction or you're looking for a job and that person knows someone at a company you want to work at. And so the sense of relationship building, I think, speaks to it's not all about today or next week. It's about down the road. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some way we can help each other out. I also want to touch on one other thing you said, which was that you go home and immediately Mm -hmm. reach out on LinkedIn. And I think that's really key because you are then, you really freshen that person's mind. You both remember the conversation Really great idea to kind of strike while the iron is hot. There. Absolutely. We all have so many things going on. Everyone is so busy. And so if you don't do that kind of thing immediately, the chances of you doing it the next day are probably 50% less. And then right. the next day is probably another 50% less. So what do you think could potentially happen if a job seeker doesn't yeah. make an effort to get out there and network? Mm-hmm. Or maybe even worse, they kind of get out there, but they're doing it all wrong. We've all seen that guy. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. So I think just, and and I see this firsthand being in the recruiting business, you know, people will tell us all the time that they're struggling, you know, they're either struggling to find a job or struggling to find a new job. And I ask them, you know, what have you done? Well, I've put my resume on career builder. Well, I've opened my LinkedIn to new opportunities. Okay. That's, I mean, that's definitely <laughs> a, that that's a start. Yeah. But again, the chances of you, let's be real, the chances of you getting past an applicant tracking system and the robots and all of that yep. are so, it's so hard because right now there are so many incredible jobs out there. And yes, this is a candidate's time. This is, you know, out, out of every other time in it feels like in history, like this is the time for where candidates are in high demand and the un- unemployment is so low, but you still have to engage in other ways besides just passively hoping that someone reaches out to you. Getting online and just whether that's through like WRAL TechWire has a fantastic guide to all the ev- all the possible events coming up in the, mm-hmm. honestly, across the, across the state. And so I'm, I'm looking at that very regularly just to see, okay, what events are coming up. Uh, just being a, an active participant in your in your job search, I think is really imperative as opposed to just sitting by and hoping someone reaches out to you. And so some things that I've seen from people who are, you know, maybe job seekers or they're not as comfortable, they are going to lock into a conversation and they're not going to let you go. <laughs> and you want to go. <laughs> right, right. And I think everyone's been in that and everyone's been probably been that person as well. I've probably overstayed my welcome in a conversation a time or two. And I will fully admit that and own up to it. Just having that timer in your mind, you don't want to make this feel like superficial or anything, but in your mind just think, okay, I'm going to stay here maybe five to 10 minutes and then maybe move on to the next conversation. Also too, people, obviously they want to hand you a business card, but I think that there's a way to do it that is where they're like, you need to call me. Like you will follow up with me, that kind of thing. And it's, we're all busy. And so I might actually need you to follow up with me. And so I think that's, that's sometimes too, is where I need you to be the active participant here, not just the person who expects everything to come to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So do you have any favorite networking events that you attend regularly? 
Yeah. So I mentioned the WRAL Tech Wire. Mm -hmm. They just have a list of fantastic events, but I participate in a lot of the NC Tech events. So we actually saw each other pretty recently at a Women in Tech panel, (laughs) um, which was a fantastic panel. And I try to get there early so I could <laughs> so I could speak to some of the people on the panel, which was great. I attend a lot of the events that Riot puts on. So that's the regional IoT group. I think now they expect to see me <laughs> at the events, even <laughs> though I don't really know anything about and I, I I can kind of keep up with what the presentations are and what people are talking about. But now I've just built a relationship with the the folks from Riot and same thing with the folks from NC Tech. It's just just because I'm I am there <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm there early and I'm trying to engage. And so and so yeah, so I think those are, you know, those are definitely two, uh, two outlets for, for networking that I attend pretty regularly. The Startup Summit has you know, some great events throughout the year. I would say NC Tech is really great for, for some networking events as well as the Riot Group. But if, if all else fails, go to WRAL Tech Wire. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Good advice. I know those NC Tech events, I always learn a lot there. Yeah. And so I sometimes don't even approach them as networking events, yeah. but just let me go and learn what they're right. talking about. But it is, of course, always a great chance to meet right. people. Along those lines, I attended the TEDx Carry Women event oh, nice. last week. That was, I didn't know about it. It was very cool. I know. You got to tell me. I should have told you. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Yeah, it was really good. They, I had seen someone on LinkedIn post that they were going, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, let me get a ticket quick. Yeah. And it was just fantastic. It was like everything that was great about a networking event. It was well organized. Yeah. The speakers were great. Felt like I went more to learn than mm-hmm. to network, but I met really amazing people there. And so it was really fantastic. I think everyone there kind of had in common too an interest right. in the fact that it was local speakers and it was yeah. focused on women. And so that makes for really easy conversation when you right. meet people too. So, right. So that yeah, was that fun. makes sense. So next time, next time we'll go together. It's, it's always helpful to find a buddy. Yes, right. The it's old wingman. Oh, maybe you want to talk to someone else that's there and your wingman knows that person and they can make an introduction. So it's always helpful to have a buddy. Yep, totally agree. So let's wrap up. We learned that networking is hugely important yes. because it's relationship building. Yep. It's your chance to meet people who might be able to help you or you help yeah. them. Yep. And, and anyone looking for a job should really be going to networking events <laughs> like some of the ones that we talked about. And also at networking events, you definitely don't want to be the guy who's pushing your business cards on other people and expecting them to do yep. all the follow-up work. And monopolizing. Monopolizing, of course. Yep. 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 That's <laughs> a biggie. All right, so sometimes people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them they have to get out there and meet people to be successful in their job search, but because I think it sounds uncomfortable to people. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, you're naturally an extrovert, and this comes pretty easy to you. Yeah. yeah. But not everybody's like that, as you noted. So so I think it was really helpful that you broke that down into an easy-to-follow process. So the three steps were research thoroughly, And you do the homework of looking people up and identifying who it is you want to talk to. Looking people up, stalking, you know, same, same. (laughs) (laughs) So then step two was engage pointedly. Mm -hmm. And that meant you went with the plan. You Mm -hmm. knew who you wanted to talk to. You arrive early. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's really a great tip. And then the last one was following up strategically. Mm -hmm. And you do that by kind of acting quickly with the... LinkedIn connections, reaching out, suggesting a a meeting, a coffee, a lunch, something Mm -hmm. like that. 
So all fantastic advice. Well, thank you. Love it. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Caitlin, for telling us all how to make the most of a networking event. There'll be no more hiding in the bathroom. (laughs) Better not see you in there. (laughs) So I knew you'd be a great guest and have tons of insight to share. Thank you for having me. Did not disappoint. So now that you know how to make the most of a networking event, go do it. I believe in you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Get a Job, Here's How podcast. You can find all the information from this episode in our show notes at www.backtobusinessconference.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please write a review so that we can reach more people. Now that you know how, go do it. If you're returning to work after a career break, the Back to Business Women's Conference is an event you won't want to miss. It's a full day of speakers, workshops, and panels that will help you position yourself to return to the workforce. Join us for personal branding sessions, learn how to use LinkedIn as a key part of your networking strategy, and start building your job search plan. You'll meet employers who are hiring right now and make those personal connections that are so important in your job search. Plus, you'll join a community of women who are making that same transition back to work that you are. Register online at backtobusinessconference.com and join us on February 21st in Research Triangle Park, North Carolina.